Drive Time. That's what it is, a Middle East report in partnership with the London-based Middle East Monitor. We look at the following. Roger Waters, Pink Floyd's Roger Waters, urges fellow musician Stevie Wonder not to accept the Wolf Prize from apartheid Israel. Saudi Arabia is trying to buy armed uh, um, drones from Turkey, and Turkey is surprised by this. Palestinian MP says Rachel Corrie's blood is a witness to Israeli crimes. Online for comment is contributor to Middle East Monitor and a fellow at the Ashark Forum in uh, um, Istanbul, Tembisa Fakudi. Of course, Middle East Monitor, three W's dot Middle East Monitor dot com. Twitter handle at Middle East MNT. Uh, Tembisa Fakudi, assalamu alaikum. I was very tempted to play in with a Pink Floyd number to introduce uh, this week's Middle East Monitor, but I realized that um, not everybody would be happy with the sounds of Pink Floyd thumping across the airways of Voice of the Cape, so we stayed with our little conservative conservative guitar. Yeah, yeah sure. It would have been appropriate, I guess, Shafiq. But the story is, uh, is quite interesting, uh, and it's expected that because uh, Stevie Wonder has been a, a supporter of of human rights and, and, and freedoms of people around the world, including South Africa in the past, he will do the right thing and not accept the price that's been uh, all was awarded to him by the World Foundation. And the pressures from people like uh, like 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 uh, like Waters, Roger Waters, will also help. I mean, he rejected the price that was uh, was given to him by the M Saban, which is the idea of fundraiser in, in 2012. Uh, so there's a number of people or a number of artists around the world who have since heeded the call from the um, BDS campaign and other pro-Palestinian acti- activists who have uh, called upon all those people not to either perform in Israel nor accept uh, accolades coming from, from that country. So we're all waiting and see to see what uh, Steve Randa will do. But uh, there are indications, given his history, that he will uh, reject the gesture and the price uh, according to him. Yeah, because Roger Waters pointed out that Stevie Wonder refused to perform in 2013, and this was a fundraising gala for Friends of the Israeli Defense Forces. Um, so it's certainly, as you've correctly said, Stevie Wonder uh, to date has uh, certainly not fallen into down that rabbit hole. But of course, uh, Roger Waters for years has been very outspoken Uh, about the Palestinian situation and uh, many people say it's cost him his second career in music. He's still a good musician but uh, it's difficult for him because he is uh, blacklisted wherever he goes. Yeah, it's true but I guess with more and more uh, artists around the world joining the BDS campaign and other pro-Palestinian initiatives there is cautioning for those who who reject the advances from, from the Israelis. Uh, Roger Waters were, was one of the first to, to do so, and he has since become one, one of that cushion. So it, it's, it's becoming easier now for, for, for other uh, artists around the world to, to reject Israeli advances or uh, to reject the accolades. Of yeah. course, it was said that in South Africa we had uh, someone as, uh, as influential as Black Coffee decided to go and perform in Israel. And uh, he was taken to task, but you know that kind of landed on deaf ears. But uh, this time around, we hope that uh, that that Stevie Wonder will uh, will, will do the right thing. 
Yeah, as Pink Floyd would say, Stevie Wonder not appearing in Israel will be another brick in the wall. Um, sure. Let's go on to Saudi Arabia, and sometimes I have to ask myself, uh, do they really get it? Do they really get it? Because this is utterly bizarre. Saudi Arabia wants to buy um, drones from Turkey, and yet they go ahead and have military exercises with Greece, who enjoys a very, um, not a very nice relationship with Turkey. Turkey doesn't like Greece. I, I, this is bizarre, isn't it? Yes, but Saudi Arabia is pulled uh, towards all directions. You need to remember that that drill exercise that it, uh, it engaged in with, with, with Greece, it was headed by the United Arab Emirates. And we know the influence Mohammed bin Zayed of uh, United Arab Emirates has over Mohammed bin Salman. So we had no choice but to participate in that. That's, that's the first point. But at the same time, we had uh, Rajiv Dad Erwan going steam ahead, criticizing or warning Saudi Arabia. For, uh, for for participating in the drill, so it's uh, it's it's a, it's a, in Saudi Arabia finds itself in an extremely tight situation. On one hand, it has to please its uh, ally, which is the UAE in this regard, but at the same time, it's it's offending uh, Turkey, uh, which currently Saudi Arabia needs, in particular in Libya, it also needs Turkey in Syria. Now Turkey is busy with its own business and and and, and, and confrontation with the Greeks because there's a conflict uh, in the waters of the Mediterranean between the Turkish between the Turks and, uh, and the Greeks. So that's why the the, the uh, Erdogan was offended by by, by Martin Salman for participating because Turkey is waging its own kind of struggle uh, against Greece uh, competing and fighting for certain uh, riches within within the Mediterranean. So we'll have to see what will happen. But we know that this is just uh, one of those transactional politicking by Saudi Arabia to keep taking to, to keep taking quiet. We will uh, support your your business uh, as long as you understand that uh, we have other political alliances of interest in the region. And uh, when uh, the United Arab Emirates calls us to participate with your foes, you need to understand. So this this is seen by many as as a bribe from Saudi Arabia trying to to um, to to detain or keep uh, the rhetoric coming from Ankara uh, much more softer compared to the rhetoric that we've had over the past couple of days uh, from uh, from Edouan. And the other thing, of course, is that Edouan has got has got that case and that uh, file of uh, Jamal Khashoggi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after the after after the revelations by the United States confirming that um, Mohammed bin Salman did indeed. Uh, the order that killing Turkey has uh, an ammunition against Mohammed bin Salman and Saudi in general that they can use in international courts that they can use around uh, other uh, international multilateral platforms to put pressure on Saudi Arabia to account. And in this case, it's going to directly be Mohammed bin Salman will have to uh, to carry the can. No, absolutely, and obviously politics does get complicated. I'm sort of wondering out aloud. Will both of them make a lot of noise in public and then behind closed doors, the hard bargaining will start because uh, Turkey needs the business. Uh, it's as simple as that. Well, Turkey never misses that kind of opportunity. I mean, Turkey never... Turkey is a very... Turkey's foreign policy is extremely transactional. 
they never waste uh, a crisis no opportunity it always benefits them somehow <laughs> and you'll end up you'll end up having um, Saudi Arabia uh, buying uh, Turkish technology which has not been making headlines around the world as one of the best uh, the best uh, drones, for example. We know that the United Arab Emirates, United States, Chinese even, and uh, the Russians are known to be one of the best, or having one of the best technology. Turkish technology on the drones has not been that popular. So the purchase or order by Mohammed bin Salman will, to an extent, um, you know, heighten the the importance of uh, Turkish technology when it comes to drone, which has not gained traction. They are around the world or within um, the customers who are currently looking for, for similar technology. Yeah, so it certainly is uh, what we would call a very tricky question. The uh, third story, a Palestinian MP says, Rachel Corrie's blood is witness to Israeli crimes. I can remember all those years ago watching the footage and saying, no, this bulldozer driver, he's not going to do it, and he did it. He rode over her and killed her and uh, set off a whole new um, dimension of Israeli atrocities. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, she was not the last one. Uh, Israel continued to kill thousands of Palestinians who were protesting um, innocent protesters from from, from Palestine. So she, of course, she made headlines because she was not not a Palestinian, but there are a number of people who were... Same with with Israel, but this will always be remembered, isn't it? I mean, the the audacity in which the Israelis went ahead, and you still don't have um, anyone um, held accountable for for this crime. Uh, is, it remains problematic, I and mean, this happened uh, in, 20, in 2003, and uh, you know it's almost 18 years later. We're still um, waiting for some sort of justice for racial quarries. So, yeah, uh, the Israelis continue to, to act with impunity and they continue to do what they do uh, within the territories in Palestine. Um, and uh, because there hasn't been any um, kind of uh, a strong uh, sanctioning or, or, or punishment uh, for, for the actions, they continue on to Ted. And, um, you know, we're, we're likely uh, to see more instances uh, resembling that of racial quarry occurring as long as the world uh, continues to turn a blind eye towards Israeli uh, oppression and uh, atrocities in, in, in Palestine. And of course, even if um, somebody is uh, collared for what they did to racial quarry, I'm pretty sure the Israeli authorities will say, oh no, that person was insane or um, had a mental problem, because that's what they've done with a number of the uh, Hebron killers, for example. They just uh, uh, go to court and say, no, well, this person is insane, he's got a mental problem, and uh, the case just goes south. Well, that's, 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 a, that's a problem, isn't it? Uh, and I think as long as we rely on Israeli justice, uh, or Israeli courts to achieve uh, justice for such incidences. I mean, we haven't had uh, that much luck, isn't it, with all the Palestinians who continue uh, complaining and bringing to the attention of the Israeli uh, legal fraternity about the abuses uh, and atrocities committed by their soldiers, and particularly the Israeli defense force within the, the territories. We still have a lot of those people who have committed those crimes and roaming the streets of Tel Aviv free, and not uh, called or held into account. So one wonder whether uh, one wonders whether the story of racial quarter will ever see uh, justice at the end of the day. Because uh, as long as we rely 
on the Israeli course to achieve justice. I'm not quite uh, optimistic that we'll see any justice. The only thing that could or might happen is if we, we continue putting pressure on Israel by opening uh, similar cases in international courts and in other domestic courts outside Israel. That's the only way where we might find uh, some sort of justice. But as long as we put emphasis and rely on the Israeli justice system, I'm not quite sure whether we will uh, get the results that all of us are hoping for. And the point you made about um, some IDF, Israeli Defense Force soldier, just walking free after having murdered a civilian, is that some of these uh, soldiers are walking free in London, Los Angeles, New York, Johannesburg, or even Cape Town, because some of them um, have dual passports, and they go to Israel to serve in the military, do their dirty work, and then they return to their home countries as if nothing has happened. Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, I remember in South Africa there were moves to... To have, uh, to have a citizen arrest, for example, of Shimon Perez when, when he tried to get into this country. So perhaps that culture uh, will or could deter some of these criminals from, from, from traveling freely and enjoying their lives as if they haven't committed any atrocities. But yeah, it's, it, it's sad, isn't it, that you still have these people who will uh, go ahead committing crimes and because they are allowed to carry uh, dual uh, passports, uh, citizenship, so they can... Uh, travel the world and you know and, and everything is normal uh, for them so yeah uh, the only way is to make sure that uh, when these kind of crimes are, are, are highlighted we raise them within our own courts uh, so that at least that could able could could could, could enable uh, our system whenever these people come to visit some of some of them are South Africans uh, in, in, in certain instances they can be arrested but if you're going to as I said earlier on rely on the Israeli the justice system to, to, to do the job, I'm not quite sure whether we will succeed. And of course, the whole racial Cory story, it's so symbolic, isn't it? Because, yes, we know that thousands of Palestinians have died at Israeli hands in the most brutal of fashion. But I'm sure you agree that what, what, what is hugely significant about the racial Cory thing is that as a foreigner, um, it was shown to the world media that she, as a foreigner, was prepared to stand up for um, not just the rights of Palestinians, by the way, but for the rights of all human beings in the situation in which Palestinians find themselves. And I, I think um, until the situation changes, racial Cory is going to be an icon of this particular awareness. Yeah, and uh, one hopes that with the advent of uh, Joe Biden's administration coming in in the in United States, these kind of um, of issues will once again be highlighted because we know that Trump uh, just totally ignored and and ignored this this situation and um, most complaints fell on deaf ears. Uh, but with with Joe Biden, who has indicated that uh, he is going to stand for justice and he has indicated his support uh, for, for 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 justice in, in in Palestine, we hope that uh, such uh, cases will gain prominence and uh, certain people charged with uh, these atrocities will be brought to book. Hopefully. Yeah, and in fact, talking about Biden, I think it was today or yesterday, I read a story online somewhere saying that Benjamin Netanyahu has got a lot of domestic problems, not least of all his corruption trial, that this time around he goes to the polls without the support of the orange man, without the support of Trump. That's certainly interesting uh, to see where he is going to go. I don't think it's going to change much in Israel, but I think Netanyahu's life might change a bit. Certainly, 
certainly. I mean, Joe Biden, um, if you remember how Benjamin Netanyahu snapped Barack Obama and their relationship was 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 very very bad and uh, that extended to joe biden's relationship with benjamin Netanyahu because he undermined both of them uh, during their tenures uh, both uh, both vice president and president of the united states so there is no love lost there there's no relationship between benjamin Netanyahu and 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 and, and biden and uh, i'm sure the israelis will will realize that if they continue voting for for benjamin Netanyahu, they'll be betting on a on the wrong horse, uh, particularly this time around, because the only way you can have a resuscitation of discussions between Israelis and, and the Americans is if Benjamin Netanyahu has shown his absolute uh, alliance to, 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 to Donald Trump, by the way, who has not ruled out the possibility of coming back or standing for elections in 2024, um, it's, 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 no, it's a no-go. It's, 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 it's not going to be a winnable situation for the Israelis to continue betting, betting their own horse, in this case, voting for Benjamin Netanyahu, because the Joe Biden's regime or administration is certainly not going to have uh, a friendly uh, relationship with Benjamin Netanyahu moving forward, given his declared relationship and intimacy uh, with uh, Jared Kushner, for example, I mean, you remember the press statements and conferences where he would go and tell the world how he was part and parcel of raising Jared Kushner, who's the son-in-law of Donald Trump, and was also the special advisor of Donald Trump during his presidency. So the relationship was just too deep. It's, it's, it's the same relationship that the Trump regime had with Mohammed bin Salman, and it has, to an extent, brought this. Uh, this question of trust between the current regime in the United States and uh, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, including Mohammed bin Salman, they were just too close. And having Trump not um, ruled out the possibility of him standing for elections in 2024, I'm not quite sure whether Joe Biden will want to invest a diplomatic relationship with people who might just uh, share uh, information with Donald Trump, a possible adversary come next uh, presidential elections in 2024. Yeah, I look forward to the Kamala Harris-Trump uh, debates uh, because I think Joe Biden will probably step down, but that's a future program. Tembiza Fukudi, memo contributor and also a fellow at the Ashark Forum in Istanbul, thanks for chatting to us. Of course, uh, every week, Middle East Report in partnership with Voice of the Cape, we have the Middle East Report. Middle East Monitor, you can get them www.middleeastmonitor.com Twitter handle at Middle East M. MNT. Tim Bisa, as always, thanks for joining us. Sure, sure, sure.